Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and I'm really excited to be sharing this next podcast. It's a podcast, it's, it's an actual uh, interview that was uh, conducted uh, a little while ago with Ben and Emma Storworthy from Pinnacle Health Clubs. And we, um, you know, Pinnacle Health Club is a privately owned, full service, 24-7 health club located in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, and there's, a, there's several locations, and they're going from strength to strength. And... Uh, they um they have an awesome um sharing and, and and predominantly you know a husband and wife team that just really 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 complemented each other in so many ways you know strategically, tactically, emotionally, spiritually, um they um they were a phenomenal um husband and wife team to work with and and in our four four and a bit years in our journey they um they did some amazing work and. I really, um, I really look forward to uh, presenting them to you in our, in our, in our next podcast, and uh, just listen to some of the gems that they go on to share when it comes to, I guess, um, you know, the, the growing of a business at the at the tender age of, you know, they were in their late twenties when they got this going. So, the way they go about setting goals and retaining customers, you know, the tips that they share for. Uh, for uh, business owners that are, that that are at the crossroads, you know the crossroads of where do I and how do I go to the next level, and uh, I just think um, and 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 you know I continue to think that these these uh, these two guys, uh, Ben and Emma Storworthy from Pinnacle Health Club, are just um, are just a great Australian story in the making. So over to you guys. Uh, look forward to some of your feedback on this. Actually, Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group. The fast facts on Ben and Emma Storworthy. Um, owners and proud owners and hard-working owners of a business called Pinnacle Health Clubs. Um, we'll, we'll get them to share a little bit more about the business itself. However, Ben and Emma have been together as a couple, as a, I guess, a partnership in life for, um, for, ten, for almost 10 years and they've been married for three. Ben was a postie before taking over his first Pinnacle or his first business in Scoresby, his first health club. Um, Although he was always destined to be a business owner with a true entrepreneurial spirit, that was the time that he said, I'm going to buy one, right? Let's see what happens. Emma had completed a Bachelor of Commerce and began her road to corporate life in a business management consulting firm um, that was based in the CBD. They have travelled together, lived overseas together, bought two houses together, found a passion of skiing together and welcomed a crazy dog to the family. I sort of looked at that and I thought, really? I hope they're not referring to me. <laughs> so naturally, because <laughs> I am uh, referred to as the raging bull in some circles, guys. So naturally, the progression was to start working together, right? Well, yes. Was that a great idea? Let's find out. So they gave it a go four years ago and have not looked back. And uh, having been involved with this business on a more um, official and more, let's call it intimate, from a professional perspective um, um, relationship, this is definitely something to keep your eyes on as far as, um, you know, as business owners, but a business that's in an industry that is in, in decline. It's being challenged right now with, you know, 24-7 gyms and big health clubs that are built in warehouses with $5 a week you could be a member and no one's going to show you any love, but people are going there because it's a price-driven um, industry right now. However, 
They both loved fitness and the outdoors and always had to make um, time for holiday, sport and family. The fast facts about Pinnacle Health Clubs, particularly in the last two years. 65% increase in revenue from financial year 2012 to 2013. 29% increase in revenue from financial year 2013 to 14, And on track for a 10% increase in revenue in the current financial year. The client base, average retention and lifetime value, 6,500 members amongst their four gymnasiums, their four health clubs. Average retention of 1.6 years at an average lifetime value of $1,251.27. However, we are working on increasing their engagement in our clubs to increase both the retention, as in have them staying longer as members of our club, and buying more from us because we're expanding our menu board from a relevancy and frequency perspective. Very important language, guys. I need you to listen out for this language. It's one thing to have clients hanging around. It's another thing to keep on expanding, expanding a relevant and meaningful and ultimately frequently bought menu board. You've got to be starting to think this way in your business. Your current tribe, what else is it that they could and should be buying from you versus your competition because you didn't have it available. Does that make sense? Sometimes we miscommunicate what's on our menu board. Or sometimes we feel like we're in hard sales and don't have that conversation and that gets in the way. Not at Pinnacle Health Clubs. Operationally, we have grown from 50, 50 to 70 staff with the acquisition of another gym and soon two to seven team members in our head office, which are driving the machine, the back end, the operational arm of the business. And that includes Ben and Emma, who are still very active um, participants in, in more so leadership these days than what it was two years ago, but they're actively involved day to day. Um, they often get feedback as far as their customer delight system. They are constantly developing team and looking out for future leaders in their business. Um, they're currently um, looking at expanding their, um, their, their club managers to a point where they're, they're advancing their tertiary education. In other words, they're reinvesting in their people. They're growing their resources, okay? That's what that means. Um, the database has grown in the last um, tw um, 18 months by 40%, which is significant in a business like that. And if there was one thing that I could put my finger on that I chose is this is the number that I am looking at in this business on a week-to-week -week basis, and they have redefined the key numbers report. This business has redefined it in our business in terms of what they actually measure every week. But this is the one number that I look at and say, okay, in an industry that's competitive and under threat in terms of their part of, the, of their industry, this is the one. In March 2013, we had weekly sales of $65,000, round figures. In March 2014, we had weekly sales of $95,000. In March 2015, we are holding in a trend that is spiralling downwards for a business in the model that we are growing at Pinnacle Health Clubs, they are holding at weekly sales at $95,000. That is a very impressive number. When you consider it's easy to throw the towel in and say, oh, they're all going to the $5 gyms. So you need to be meaningful to hold a client base, attract a new client base if you're in a competitive landscape. Does that make sense, guys? So without further ado, I want to introduce Emma and Ben Stallworthy, and we're going to have a bit of a chat about their business. Emma, you take the middle. Oh, okay. Thanks, It must be important. 
are, you are the brain stress. <laughs> Isn't that right, Ben? Absolutely. Yeah. I guess having grown up in a family business, um, there's no two ways about it. The, the complications when it comes to the dinner table, the, the after, uh, after hours, the complications, the conversations, particularly when we're at a, uh, let's call it a choke point or a, geez, we need to make a decision about this, but no one's making a decision. Because, you know, one's saying yes, the other one's saying no, the other one's saying maybe, the other one's saying we should, and there's a stalemate, right? So having lived through that as a very young boy in my, um, in, in my growing up years, um, with mum and dad being in business and, and, and fairly um, robust conversations at certain times. How is it all going, being a husband and wife these days, and ultimately uh, being very successful business owners? How's that going? It's a great question. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is. Stuff. I think we've come a long way. So um, from when we started nearly four years ago together now, I think we're a really effective team. I think we're still working on how we divide work and home life. Um, but it's funny when you say the choke points and one person's up and down, we very rarely have we had times where we're both down. You get home and you're both down and you can bring the other person down even further and it's um, really cancerous for the relationship and the business. But luckily for us, I think, because we're so different, um, when I'm down, Ben's up and he's able to pull me out of that and vice versa and that's been really important both on a personal and business front. And, and um, for most of us in the room, I guess, I guess it's important to note that they are complementary profiles. In other words, Benny's a very aggressive, go and get it today sort of person. And Emma is, hang on, let's just figure out the facts and uh, let's well, sleep on it a bit. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's sleep on it a little. So, you know, when you're, when you're growing a business that ultimately is managing 6,500 customers every single week. And you're also uh, managing a business that's in, on, on a fast growth curve and now you need to stabilise and have consistent growth versus fast growth. Um, you know, the, the complementary profiles in this business relationship are critical, but you need to understand where your strengths are. So what, what I want to sort of touch on here, and if we go back two years ago when we, uh, or just over two years ago when we first met, what were the crossroads at that point? I mean, you were growing something, there's no two ways about it, but what were the actual crossroads? Uh, it was definitely clarity and knowing where we're, where we're heading. Like, you know, it was great we are growing, but really we didn't have uh, a game plan to, to get to, or we didn't really know what our end goal was. Um, so it was first of all to, to sit down and work out where do we want to be in, in three years from now, where do we see ourselves? So uh, setting goals was probably a big crossroad for us. We didn't spend enough time around setting goals um, and defining our roles. So we're always stepping on each other's toes in the office um, or at each of the health clubs. So. It was understanding what my strengths were, what Emma's strengths were, and how we could bring that to the team. So defining the role was massive for us. And being able to then ask each other at the end of the day, how was your day, because we weren't stepping on each other's toes, was hmm. a massive bonus. And crucially communicating that to our team. So it was a lot about, you know, when I came into the business, because I, I came in after, you know, when we took over our second club, um, who do we go to? Do we go to Emma? Do we go to Ben? Um, you know, not knowing who to go to. So by defining the roles, it helped us, but it helped our team know who, who to go for, for what help as well. And, and in fairness, two years ago, the landscape in your industry was slightly different. I mean, the clouds were in the uh, mm. definitely looming, but mm. there was definitely a different mindset as to what could have been an end game. And, and in fairness, at what point have you guys, as, as a leadership team, decided this is the way we're going as a business model versus the one we may have considered two years ago? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you had asked me two years ago and we chatted about it, where do we want to be in, in three years? We wanted ten more. We want to have ten locations in three years, and we're confident that we could have ten locations in three. So I'll be walking around the office, ten in three, ten in three. We're going to get it done, ten in three. Uh, but really, we didn't understand what was what was happening in the industry enough, um, and how quickly these twenty four seven gyms and roofless they would be in opening. Um, Fortunately, with our model, we have been 24-7 for over five years, so not only with full-service health club, we have had that 24-7 uh, part to our business to add the convenience, so we haven't had the stress to worry about, do we go 24-7, don't we go 24-7, um, because we've always been trying to stay ahead of the game. Yeah, but I think to answer your question in terms of when <laughs> yeah, did we please. make the decision around where we're going now, I think that's been recent, so I think um, we, and I think it's come out of the crisis points, the crisis management points, so um, growing really fast and then the choke points that come with that growth and then having to reassess, okay, well, where to, where to from here? What's manageable for us? What do we need to do um, to catch up to the growth and then facilitate, um, you know, the opportunities that come from that growth? And, and what would you say is your key focus as a business right now versus, you know, let's go and take on the world mm -hmm. two, three years ago, which, which was definitely a doable um, consideration, but in fairness, where the industry's gone and where you guys have also sort of taken the business to. What is the critical focus right now? Right now, it's definitely results for our members, 100%. So when I first got into the business, it was all about building the business, getting members in. Right, so I didn't understand the retention side. It was something we're focused on massively is utilisation of our gyms. We want everyone coming to the gym, you know, three, four times a week. It's a massive focus for us. We've just employed a head coach for our health club. So He's basically going to be the head of fitness, so implementing new programs, making sure our member interaction um, and utilisation is as high as possible. Mm. I think uh, it's, yeah, results for our members, which means results for our brand. Um, and so, yeah, part of that is that, that team. It all comes back to the team development from a, from a leadership perspective all the way down to the, the very, the very frontline team members. So, um, yeah, definitely results. What would you suggest are the top two or three tips in growing team, particularly if it's a, a, a bigger organisation, multiple site mm -hmm. um, organisation? Your, your plan, I would suspect, is uh, to be pulling back from the day-to-day -day and focusing on other opportunities that you guys are getting um, you know, exposed to at the moment. What would you suggest are the top two or three tips over the last you know, period mm -hmm. in terms of developing team? Well, yeah, first of all, you've got to make time. You can't. You can't do it without making time. So one thing that we did as soon as we met Stefan was one of, the, one of the things we picked up was we have fortnightly meetings with all our managers uh, at our head office. So we bring them into, a, to, I guess, the space that we work a lot in. Um, and we set our goals and go over what's working, what's not working, what are we doing about it. Let's hear you know, from our managers that then obviously go back to the staff and make sure our communication's improved. Um, yeah, so that's and one thing. Yeah, definitely. I guess a little bit of what Frank said in regards to um, leadership doesn't just come from the formal leadership roles, it comes from everyone and, and it's funny because I sat there and went, oh wow, we do that. <laughs> so we do performance reviews um, with every single one of our team members and we've got over 70 now plus contractors. So um, that is a busy time consuming time and obviously that, that formalisation of those reviews differs depending on the, on the person and their role. But leadership is one of our values and we talk to that that value. So I guess it's about emp empowering all your team and always looking to the internal Yes, there's external recruitment as well, but that internal um, development and culture that comes with that, that um, is far more cost effective. Is that easy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should you stay committed? Yes. Yeah. 
and, and this is the trap. The trap is it's not easy and it's a lot easier to not be committed, <laughs> to not growing your current talent. It's a lot easier to uh, just say, look, I'll just keep on doing the harder work and then eventually someone will follow. It's a lot easier. But what is definitely um, not that much harder is to make a decision that I am going to build a team. I need to build a team. I need to build this type of team that fits this type of culture to help us move towards that destination. And that's what's going on in, um, I guess, at Pinnacle Health Clubs. Talk to me about financial mastery. Talk to me about scoreboard mastery. Looking at your scoreboard on a weekly basis, which these, these, this business is definitely a, um, a benchmark business. It's, a, it's an epitome of looking at the scoreboard and, and staying true to it from a profit and loss driving perspective, from a balance sheet perspective, which are all, for some of us, foreign terms or references, but in real business, guys, this is the, this, this is the language. It's P&L and balance sheet driven. What does that scoreboard, in terms of reflection, mean for you guys every Friday afternoon? Um, I love key numbers. Who what else do you, does, by the way? What do you think budget, then? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so finance isn't our strength. <laughs> either one of us um, but it's yeah we're learning all the time and key numbers has been a really good way for us I guess to put that into our own language and our own understanding so P&Ls and balance sheets can look a bit scary if some people if you don't have that background or that understanding and yes you might have an accountant or a support person but I guess key numbers put the the key indicators for the business into our own wording and, and understanding that we can track. And we, we include that with our managers. So that's not just privy to just us, that's a reporting yeah. uh, mechanism that we use and we talk to with our managers weekly. And that's the thing about being open, you've got to be open with your team. So they know our goals as much as we know our goals. So how can we expect to reach our goals if they're not buying into them? So that's something that's been big with us is being able to actually open up to the team and let them buy into the business growth. So. If we're growing, they're growing as well. We always look internally for our growth, so it's been a big part of it. In terms of the key numbers, though, to understand our trends, um, it's mm. been a big thing. So since we've been doing the key numbers, we understand better when, when to use our marketing campaigns. Um, and yeah, it's helped out a lot with, with just an under, understanding from day to day, mate, our cancellations, just our utilisation, absolutely everything. So mm. it's a massive part. Where do you see yourselves in the next 24 months? Well, where we see ourselves uh, and the industry, uh, it is challenging at the moment. So we're in consolidation mode. We're very happy with our four health clubs. We're investing heavily into our team uh, and into our members' experience. So we want to make sure that we get that right first. Um, once we nail that, we feel that the way the industry is going, there is going to be a lot of struggling independent gyms out there. So we do see an opportunity still to grow our model um, and look for other health clubs to expand to. Uh, we've also got some other exciting opportunities that have come up as well. Um, there's been an international opportunity that's come to us um, through a member that knew a member that wanted that uh, knew someone over in an international country that's looking to start up a chain of 24/7 gyms over there. So uh, there's a consulting opportunity there, which is very exciting. Uh, we're currently looking into how that might play out. Yeah, we're looking uh, into the software space. So I guess we're. Um I guess the main part about it, I guess that, that line um, that Mark said about the main thing, keeping the main thing the main thing, keeping that focus for us on our core business and continuing to grow our four clubs and what we're doing in those clubs. But yeah, enjoying the excitement of uh, looking at this diversification opportunity that we've got still within our industry, but um, yeah, exciting for the opportunities, definitely. Excellent. Questions? Anybody got a question? Mark? Just curious about the 24-7 model. What 
seven model in your industry and this the second part of the question is the utilization of your clubs at two thirty in the morning is obviously efficient to the important part of the business. Uh, great question, mate. I mean, we went 24-7 five years ago. There was a big competitor coming into our only health club at the time, which was located in Scoresby. So I thought, how can we get on the front foot, I guess? And I was following the trends in America and noticed that there was gyms popping up everywhere there 24-7. Jeez, how does this work? Uh, it is on an access control system, so there is more risk um, incorporated with being 24-7, of course. Um, but for us, it was, the, 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 I guess, the opportunity to promote that, that we are 24-7, we're the first ones. Um, and the flexibility it gives our membership. So I know you say that gyms, you know, you're probably thinking gyms are open pretty good hours, six till nine, pretty flexible on weekends, but public holidays, they're not flexible. On weekends, it's quite difficult. If you're out with the kids all day, you still want to get your workout in uh, on a Sunday evening. Um, and we have a lot of corporates and shift workers in our area. It was amazing how many taxi drivers I met. Um, <laughs> when we went 24-7, nurses, doctors, hospitality workers that work on weekend, retailers on weekends, they finish work at you know, 5 o'clock at Knox City. Obviously, you've got that opportunity. To, it's just a, it's a bigger market than you think. We get more out of our team too. So they don't start at 6 a.m. in the morning. They start at 8 or 9 a.m. So they're not tired. They're not lagging their feet by the time you get that 9 o'clock rush. Um, for us, 24-7, it's not who we are. It's just a service, one of the services that we offer. So the 24-hour trend chain that's, that's uh, coming into the industry at the moment is a low-budget model. Um, and we try not to position ourselves as a competitor against them. I mean, we are, but you know, um, we, try, we try to position ourselves differently against them um, from a perspective that 24-7, that's what they sell themselves on. Um, whereas we sell ourselves on our culture and the results for our members and the services that we offer. So, the bigger picture. One more question, guys. Eva? Sounds to me that you're working pretty hard. Um, I wonder how you manage relaxing time <laughs> and two personal, how you manage relationship time, especially working in a husband and wife business. Yeah. Um, if it's all right, I'll answer this one. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> because <laughs> um, I'm naturally a stress head, so, and it wouldn't matter if I'm running a business with Ben or whether I'm an employee, where the buck doesn't stop with me, I would find stress. So um, I'm currently, it's funny, a year ago, I probably didn't have time to understand that and work towards managing that, but now we're definitely working more on the business, so being more productive rather than busy on a day-to-day -day in the business all the time. So I'm being able to find time to do the stuff that works for me, like meditation or yoga and things like that, that's coupling really well from a work-life balance from my own personal perspective. Um, from us, we've always been, you know, date night every week, um, I guess, I don't know necessarily if it would work 100% for us if we were in the office, on one office, just the two of us, I guess, because we're out and about all the time. We do have days where we haven't seen each other and we get home and how was your day, honey, you know? What did you get up to, sort of thing. Um, so, but like I said at the start, that is, it's still an ongoing challenge, but I guess it's about being aware of it um, and communication. So we've always been really strong on, on being able to talk about anything. Stefan has been a great, <coughs> Help in that. I, I, how many times have I joked that sometimes our one-on-one -on -one sessions are a little bit of a marriage counselling session? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's great because you know there's no judgement and you can go in there and I guess you talk to one another and you talk through your problems in a more rational way than screaming from one side of the table to the other, so, which we've never done. So. <laughs> Don't play. Three tips for business owners that are at a crossroad. They have passion, but they're at a crossroad. 
and the crossroad's not good. Ben? Mm. It's always a challenge, uh, the crossroad. You need to speak to someone. Um, you know, it's in your head. You've got all the ideas. Obviously, you've probably written them down, but you've played over all the scenarios, but how do you know which one's going to work out? So, you know, you've got to be around people that have done it before. Uh, I do believe, whether it's Stefan or someone else, I, I do believe that every business needs a mentor. I really do believe it. It was something that I wasn't open to to start with. I was like, well, what do we need one for? You know, we're going well, everything's going well. Um, but we're at the crossroads at that time, and Emma opened up my eyes to her and said, let's, let's just go and give this a chance. And um, obviously meeting Stefan just you know, helped us take that next step in our business that we needed to do, just the clarity um, that, that come from that. So that's one tip out of three. Here you go, number two. <laughs> um, team development, trust in your team. Um, and that can be one of the hardest things to do, is to put that trust into someone to do something that you might have done previously, whether you think you do it better, they might make a mistake of being okay with that. Um, what it will do is it'll um, empower them, you'll get more out of them, and on the flip side, you'll have some more breathing time, and I guess in doing that, it's almost therapeutic because that breathing time allows you to see more clearly the future direction and strategic and be more positive about the situation rather than being bogged down into it. Um, and you just gotta back yourself. Right. Well, it's something, you know, whether I'm playing sports or in business, you know, it's not an arrogance, it's just a confidence that you've just got to believe in yourself and what you're bringing, you know, because if you're confident, it's going to rub off on your team as well. So uh, if you can obviously, you know, back yourself, get in there at the start of the day with your enthusiasm and that rubs off on the team. So I think confidence is important and backing what you believe in. Excellent. Round of applause, guys. Ben and Emma Storberg. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and I am so privileged. I am so, um, you know, not only myself and, and, and all the coaching team and the total team here, you know, the, the, the whole lot of us here at Business Benchmark Group, we are so privileged, blessed, and, um, you know, we, we love what we do. There, there's no two ways. And then when you hear a story and, and a great Australian story in the making, when you hear a young husband and wife team that just – have really, really, really gelled so well to continue to grow and thrive what is a very um, difficult difficult business in a difficult industry, and yet they go on to 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 really break all the uh, the rules as far as you know customer loyalty, team engagement, the ability to be strategically thinking about how we grow and evolve and stay relevant. I just think it's an amazing story that we just heard and uh, I know Ben and Emma have gone on to bigger and greater and most amazing things and I look forward to continuously listening to how they are evolving in their journey and I, and I know you will be too. So it all started with just a what if, what could be, what may be and more importantly then it travelled into how do we get our team and ultimately us engaged at a higher level, not just with Business Benchmark Group with this, but with this thing called business and how we go about it becoming a benchmark you know we called this business the business benchmark group because to not be striving and or aiming and ultimately thriving and celebrating at a level called better than yesterday is criminal and here is an opportunity again if you haven't already registered to our your profit blueprint one of our two strategic planning days the way that day starts the way it evolves and the way it finishes, what you take away with you, what you expected and what you get, ultimately what turns up, because it's not just the plan, 
It was the planning which was the miracle for which that day forces that upon you. Some of you get bored because it's more of the same. And I'm here to say, show me your bank account to confirm that is not the same. It's actually moving upwards because you are getting better at execution. Your profit blueprint, 31st of July, 2018. If you are a client of ours, you need to be registered. Bring your best right-hand person with you. That's on us. It's a value add. It's ensuring that we're all on the same page about duplication, double-digit, triple-digit growth, whatever that may be. Whatever it is, it's progression. It's kicking the can forward. I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group. We work with overworked and underpaid business owners. And once they get the magic trick called leverage, leverage in other people's time, leverage in other people's money, and leverage in other people's networks, boom, we have just made a shift. I'm Stefan Kazakis. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.